This is on Wisconsin, WSUM 91.7 FM, Madison. And uh, we've been talking the last couple of minutes here, uh, you know, what it's like being in a content creation company, what it's like being in the Midwest, what it's like having different projects, collaborating with one another, what it's like to create the culture that we'd want to see in, uh, you know, uh, different workplaces. Um, and yeah, I think what we were talking about during the break here, um, it's actually interesting that uh, we were talking about seasonal, uh, you know, uh, changes of mood. Um, I, I generally look at the this time of the year for us content creators as sort of post-production. This is when everybody's like sitting in the studio, uh, working on projects. You know, you spent your whole year capturing. Or actually, you may have started at the beginning of the year working uh, to, to get the contract. And then you go out and record and do all this great stuff during the spring and the summertime. And by the time you get to this time of the year, you know, normally, again, normally there's a lot more snow on the ground. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're behind the computer. You're behind the desk and you are in post-production season. And so, you know, it's it's interesting to talk about uh, seasonal um, uh, depression and things like that, because I think that's another thing for us to, you know, again, be mindful of and, and watch out for with our friends and our family, making sure we're staying connected and, and uh, you know, uh, talking to people and jumping in uh, whenever. So, you know, that's that's all a very uh, important thing, too. I think when people think about the mad men and, and maybe I should expand it, mad men and women. Right. Um, in these different um, uh, entrepreneurial gigs, um, they look at leaders. They're looking at us as people who are, um, you know, really, you know, carving a lane for the different things that we want to see in our society. And so, um, you know, with all of that said, you know, please check in on your friends, your family, your neighbor and, uh, you know, spread a little bit of holiday cheer. It's a real deal. Yeah. You know, especially in this post production, don't don't get so buried in your work post production season that you forget to 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 drop off a, a friendly hello. Before the break, we were talking about one of your clients' productions related to hip hop, or was that a client or a, an associate or run in? Um, we were, we were talking a Mike little Ford, bit about yeah. uh, some of the hip hop. What was it? It was Mike Ford. Yeah, he's the, Ford. C- considered the the hip hop architect. The hip hop architect. Yes, he is a teacher. He's an architect, and he's a teacher uh, for in architecture. And uh, he was teaching at MATC, and it was uh, the TED Talks where he where he spoke a little bit about his project and the idea or the the, the end goal of this project is to be able to encourage the youth, specifically the African American youth, to be able to see that uh, architecture is a career path that is viable and that's something that's that right there that they can take advantage of and they can jump on and and and, and get more more youth involved in architecture down the road. That is fantastic. Um, that sort of um, relates to, or is similar to a project that I'm um, ho- hoping to initiate in 2019 called Fathers of Hip Hop. My goal is to take um, young men who are like, I don't know, 18 to 26, and let's say they have a child uh, between the ages of zero and five. Um, basically, with all the connections that I have with recording studios, if they want to be a hip hop star or an artist, um, I would rather them get access to those services without having to pay for it because, right, they're raising a child. Um, so, like, if they're spending their time working, uh, they're doing some interpersonal development, you know, classes, they have a job, um, you know, they're, they're spending uh, time with their children, they're doing all these right things. Um, you know, I'm trying to see what I can do and pulling together some community resources for them to be able to tell their story. You know, clearly they have a story they want to tell, 
Um, I simply don't want them to take that level of risk that it takes to be a musical artist um, and, and trying to, to do it that way. Um, and so this Fathers of Hip Hop program, I think, um, would actually paint a picture for people in the hip hop uh, creation space uh, that is, you know, that of a, a really positive member of the community and helping out in that way. And, you know, I'm sure that down the road there's opportunities for uh, putting together courses and classes and, you know, parenting skills and things like that. Because these are young people um, who started life a little bit early and they want, you know, they want the same thing as everybody else. So they want to be able to provide for their family and, and uh, you know, make a contribution to our society. So I think it's pretty neat uh, what Mr. Ford is doing um, in, their, in their program. And, and I hope that Fathers of Hip Hop can also, you know, begin to make a, a positive impact um, in the community as well. Another another organization that's that's very important to point out is the Madison Public Library here in Madison uh, with Rob Dees, for example, with the Media Academy. We just finalized the project with them, and uh, which uh, is a collaboration between the Madison Public Library and the Los Angeles Public Library called Table Talk, uh, which uh, was basically the, the, the Los Angeles Public Library was teaching kids or giving them the tools to be able to learn how to scratch and DJ. And the Madison Public Library has a summer program through their Media Academy, which is more MC-oriented and it's more and more, more lyrics. So through this project, they combined forces and basically took songs from the kids that were recording at the Media Academy at the Madison Public Library and then sent them over to the kids in L.A., which were scratching and mixing these tunes with other tunes on the other side of the country. So it was, it's, it's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of very interesting people here in Madison and in the Midwest that are uh, taking the time to be able to encourage the youth to use hip-hop as a positive tool. You know, it's uh, an another person who we should have had on tonight's show, um, but, you know, we've got all these seats filled. Uh, in the future, I would love to have uh, the artist, in, uh, the uh, resident artist over at Madison Central Library, because it's not Rob Dees anymore. Um, I believe it's Richard Jones uh, Jr., um, who is the owner and operator at Oddly Arranged Media. Um, you know, another hip-hop head who's actually, again, plugging into the community, incredibly genuine, um, and does this whole media thing. And, you know, I, I think that that is the right thing is to, you know, bring up our youth, you know, provide a bunch of educational opportunities for them to learn how to operate a camera or, uh, you know, uh, sound engineering or, you know, copywriting, screenwriting. I mean, basically working with our youth, providing those kind of programs and things that I would have loved more of when I was uh, a child. I'm blessed to say that I, I was, you know, provided some of that. Uh, but, you know, we need more of that in this community. Um, and, and allowing our, our youth to see how it's done, and then maybe they will continue to install uh, uh, programs and organizations in this area and, and kind of keep that legacy moving. Yeah, Carlos, thanks for sharing information about that program. I've, one of the greatest things about living and working in New York City was their library system. It's fantastic. I thought it was the best in the world when I worked here. But when I came here, I realize that Madison really does have a world-class library. Now, for our Madison Indie Filmmaker Group, it's Tom Carls over there that kind of helps us make sure we get a room to meet every month, make sure we have space, make sure we have tables and, and all that. It is a fantastic resource. So we're really lucky to have it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, kind of going back to Madison hip-hop, um, just kind of music scene in general. I think a lot of people uh, in the area that are younger, that are artists, or even you know that aren't artists, they think that Madison doesn't have like a, this thriving scene that there that there isn't artists, which couldn't be farther from the truth. And you have venue owners downtown that 
don't want hip hop music being played in Madison, right? So when that happens, you know, you have people who are like the major demographic of going to these shows. They don't have a place to actually either perform or go see these shows. Um, you know, that stuff kind of gets stifled. And I mean, there's there's tons of places on the east side that, you know, that could host that sort of thing. But, you know, then you got like college students that think Madison ends on Park Street. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's just the, it's, it's complicated, but there, there's a thriving scene of, of really creative artists here. Um, For sure. That yeah, that really could could be. Uh, I mean, I know there's there's people that are really going up and leveling up with with their games, so yeah, it's cool. It, interestingly enough, um, we we had uh, Paul Suglin, who's the current mayor of Madison, uh, scheduled uh, for tonight, and had obviously city comes first, you know, uh, so had had some other things to take care of tonight. But uh, it was a couple of weeks ago that the uh, task force for entertainment equity released their 14th month study, uh, specifically on uh, hip hop and venues. Um, to the Madison Common Council. And so I'm sure as we um, uh, get into 2019, that will be a conversation of like, you know, like what can a venue really, you know, say in the way of uh, allowing artists to perform? Because, you know, isn't, you know, by saying, I, I see the argument on both ends, right? Because like uh, maybe there's a safety concern, but, you know, can you really blame that on a, a genre of music? I mean, doesn't that become code for, you know, hip hop no. being code for urban being code for other things? I mean, at, at some point, you know, it's like, well, what about freedom of speech and, you know, giving people the same access to uh, venue resource and things of that nature? So, you know, it's I'm sure that'll be a lot of the conversation uh uh, going into 2019, um, or you know, starting off 2019, uh, and and making those opportunities available uh, for those uh, you know strong uh, uh, people who are engaged in, in the community. So, man, this conversation I feel like we could almost take up another hour block. But I, I gotta say, look at the time. I mean, it, it is uh, you know. It's almost that time. it's almost eight o'clock here tonight. I want to thank everybody for being on this show. I also want to thank Ben who had his rock hour on the Free Flow Station for WSUM.org. Thank you so much, Ben, um, for uh, giving us the, the live room to to have our live conversation tonight. Um, this is the season finale of On Wisconsin. You're listening to it on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. To my left, we had Dylan Contois from Promote Local. Um, uh, sitting nice and center is Rick Grant uh, with uh, RGA Public Relations. And then, of course, on my right is Carlos Guzman uh, from Mod Media Productions. I'm Shai Fisher uh, from Something Media, the director for On Wisconsin. It's been a fantastic year. Thank you, everybody, for listening in and all of your support. We will see you um, in the start of the school semester next year, uh, hopefully with some more great guests and great discussions on a whole myriad of subjects. Everybody be well, drive safe, and have a happy holiday. Stay mod. <laughs> Eight.